Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Our guy kind of rides, right? This poor bastard here <laughs> on Saturday, here's what he's going to have to do this weekend. He's going to have to talk about Tim Boyle for, like, how long's the pregame show on SNY? Is it an hour? It, last week was 75 minutes. 75 minutes. So he's going to have to talk for, you know, close to two hours about Tim Boyle. Pre-game. Pre-game. And then after the game, it's the 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes. Yeah. And you're doing it on a Friday, right? Yeah, which is a Black Friday game. A little peek behind the curtain. Black Friday is actually usually one of my favorite days of the year because it's one of the only days of the year during football season. There's nothing to do except watch college football and you might be a little hungover for Thanksgiving. Not me, but some people. Right. Uh, I'll be in a suit. You know, deeply analyzing Tim Boyle offense. <laughs> Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour and a very early happy Thanksgiving. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. That was a very special pre Thanksgiving show for us today. Early love hate. Yeah, early, early love hate. And so, just here's what's going to happen, Jay. Okay. So you yes, don't Matthew. you don't show up tomorrow. Uh, we're taking we're taking <laughs> Thanksgiving Day off. We're taking Wednesday, uh, Thursday Thanksgiving Day off. We're taking Friday Thanksgiving off. I mean, you and I are this poor bastard. Yeah, again, I'll, be, has to, I'll be working. Has to has to work and talk up Tim Boyle. Uh, and then then Saturday we'll enjoy our normal day. Jay, you'll let your daughters dance on uh, <laughs> tables and whatever it is you guys do yes. over there. And then we're back on Sunday for fantasy football pregame. We're going to focus today on the Thursday and Friday games, yep. but we'll talk about everything. It's love hate day as well. Um, and then we'll get into the Sunday slate. Obviously Sunday morning fantasy football pregames, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on Peacock and the NFL and NBC YouTube channel. Uh, but listen, I just want to say here very quickly. Um, Happy Thanksgiving to you, to everyone. Everyone, every show out there is going to be like, this is what I'm thankful for. This is what, and I feel like we should just be like, this is what I'm not thankful for. Yeah. And we just spend the next 60 minutes bitching about uh, stuff. MVS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, MVS. Yeah. Justin Watson. Oh, yeah, here's Arthur what I'm thankful for. I don't have him on any of my teams, any teams that I care about. Like, he, he would fit in well with the commanders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. MVS. I'm glad that he's not. Uh, and just as you might, you might, you know, just to get rid of all the traffic here, turkeys drink free. Listen, grim. listen, guys, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow might be a tough day for you, turkeys. I, I don't want to get into why, but just you guys drink free. Drink it up. Yeah, get your last. Have, your, have <laughs> yourself a time today here at the Happy Hour Bar. All turkeys drink free. Very, gobble, gobble. Glug, glug. Very macabre. That's the word. Tim yeah. Macabre. Yeah. Tim sure. Macabre. Yeah. There we if go. If you knew you were dying the next day, Jay, what would yes. you want to do? It's a great question, Matthew, and one I've thankfully not given a great deal of thought to. But uh, yeah, certainly not watched Tim Doyle. Yeah, one more futures bet. Yeah, that you all get to cash yeah. either way. Not not rewatch uh, Chiefs against the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That I, I'll tell you this much: I, I'd be pretty hammered my yes, last day. Hundred percent. I would. I would enjoy a bar that let me drink free. Like okay. we said, we are going to do early love hate today. Yep. A lot of Thanksgiving focus here. We'll also do what's on tap at the happy hour bar uh, for all of Matthew's top-ranked players in every game mm-hmm. on that Thursday. And then we'll wrap up the show with our favorite prop bets for tomorrow yeah. with a little pickup line. So let's jump right into love hate. We always yes. start with the running backs. And listen, we love the Detroit running backs. We'll get to Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery later on in what's on tap. So don't think we're... Completely skipping over that dynamic duo today, but we start 
with Derrick Henry, Matthew, who has not had the typical Derrick Henry season, but the Panthers can be the elixir for a struggling running back. Two first names, always a crowd pleaser, as is the Carolina running defense, right? They have allowed the, the most rushing touchdowns to running backs this season. They've given up at least one rushing touchdown in eight out of ten games, including to Tony Pollard. <laughs> Finally. Like, you know, right? Tony Pollard hasn't scored since week one. And then he finds the Carolina Panthers. He finds the end zone. Panthers also allow the second most rushing yards per game, fourth highest yards per carry to opposing running backs. Running backs that get at least 15 carries against the Panthers, averaging over 22 fantasy points per game. Derrick Henry should get 15 carries against the Panthers, especially with Will Levis showing up on the injury report yesterday as well. It's early in the week. Not really worried about it just yet, but still... Henry should be a focal point of this offense against Carolina. I'm at running back eight. I know it's been tough this year, but I'm in on Derrick Henry this week. Has been tough for King Henry's RB16 on the season, which feels kind of dirty to say about such a but, legend. By the way, that's better than I would have thought because he's been so up I and know. down. Yeah, he has been. And look, by PFF grade, he's the number two running back in football. I still think he's the same guy. It's I think team. he's he is he looks explosive to me. He looks like the same kind of physical marvel. It's just he's going into these stack boxes. There's just no space in the offense. And the problem for him has just been that Will Levis just after a really bright start has kind of come back to earth. But against the Carolina Panthers, who have the worst run defense in football, if there was ever a time for him to go crazy, it's this week. Their line's banged up as well. The Titans' line is, it was it was bad to start the season, and then it's gotten right, and then point. it's gotten hurt. So um, yeah, I'm with I'm with you, Connor. Uh, so anyway, we all like King Henry's a top eight play this week. Our next one, Ramondre Stevenson, another guy, kind of an uneven season here, Jay, but for Matthew, he comes in as RB15 in a similar scenario where he has the Giants and we think New England. We don't even know who's going to be quarterback, which kind of tells you we know the running backs are going to get a heavy workload. Indeed, and the key for Ramondre is just he had 20 carries last week, in a, uh, two weeks ago, in a loss as well against Indianapolis. So any running back who's had 20 carries and now is about to go up against Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants, where you suspect that DeVito's not going to be having you know long seven-minute drives to keep New England off the field. They're clearly going to lean on their running game. Ramondre just looks a little bit better physically than he did at the start of the season too, where he's so sluggish, so in mud. Much like he was at the end of last season too, uh, where he's constantly on the injury report, but expecting a big day for Ramondre Matthew. I am. I, I Look, I, I am with you on the workload, uh, especially because, again, whether it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones or Will Greer or, you know, uh, Malik Cunningham or, like, uh, or some mixture, I think whoever it is is just going to be handing off or pitching out. You love the matchup um, uh, with the Giants as well. 140 scrimmage yards to opposing running backs as well. They've given up 100 yards to running backs in 9 of 11 games so far this year. And Ramondre... You know, even though the quarterback situation is very questionable, the one thing that seems to be working is they are getting the ball to their running backs. The positives of Stevenson, who wasn't involved in the passing game early in the season, lately now has very quietly five straight games with a target share of at least 14%, including, uh, um, uh, you know, so, like, it's not like a massive workload, but at least it's something in the passing game that sort of keeps his his uh, his floor high. I also like Zeke. He, he's on my other receiving votes again. Like I bet you Zeke gets in the end zone. I think Stevenson is a top fifteen play this week because they do not want anyone to throw it against the Giants. Just quickly on the quarterback situation for New England, Mac Jones said uh, in regard to a question of whether he was starting, he said, "I hope so. That's the plan. I think." Which doesn't really fill you with a great deal of confidence about whatever's going to happen in New England. So. It's, it's almost like he corrected himself from spilling the beans. Yeah. It's a disaster. Yeah. It's a disaster, New England. I Maybe they'll go college was. football and they'll alternate drives. Yeah, I think fantasy-wise it doesn't really matter. If right, you have Demario Douglas, you probably prefer Mac Jones. I just think yes. Mac Jones is safer in terms of guys. Semi-confident. Yeah. Semi-confident, yeah. Uh, yeah as well. So anyway, but just Ezekiel Elliott, who by the way, the, just just real quickly to wrap up the Patriots, I'll just say this about Ezekiel Elliott. He had 88 yards from scrimmage um, the last time we saw the Patriots play two weeks two weeks as well. You know he's getting a lot of work inside the uh, inside the red zone, inside the opponent's 10-yard line. And again, they've given up um, a lot of touchdowns as well. Pa- Giants, one of the teams in the NFL that give the most rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs. So I think there's a pretty good chance that Zeke gets into the end zone on Sunday. Some others receiving votes that all sneak into the top 20. Rashad White comes in as RB16 for the Bucks against the Colts. Jalen Warren, who no Matt Canada now, that's a good sign maybe for Jalen Warren's workload as he's got the Bengals. Uh, he comes in as RB19. And Kyron Williams right there at RB20 in his return or expected return, Matthew, against Arizona.
I don't think people realize how good Rashad White's been because the team is sort of bad. He's not really exciting. It's more more volume play, but he's had at least 90 yards in four of the past five, and Colts over the last month gave up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. In terms of Jalen Warren, I think his lack of usage is one of the reasons why Matt Canada is looking for a job Thanksgiving week. Three straight games with 100 total yards, but the touch is just, I mean, like he's been highly efficient, so expect a higher workload for him against a good Cincinnati defense, good in the men's that it sense that it's a good matchup. Yes. Like they're a, they're a bottom 10 run defense over the last month. And the only question on Kyron Williams is workload. And his first game back, does right. he get a full workload? Because the match with the Arizona is terrific. Over the last four weeks, only one team in the NFL gives up more fantasy points per game to opposing running backs than your Arizona Cardinals. My Arizona Cardinals. Okay, interesting. Just add them to the list of yeah, my yeah. many, many teams. Yeah. Maybe that's what I do on the, the day before I die. It's just uh, <laughs> love the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, people might have forgotten as well. You mentioned how people uh, don't realize how good Rashad White is, RB6 on the season. People might have forgotten just how good Kyron Williams was before he went down. Yeah. In, a points per ga- in terms of points per game, he's fourth among running backs in fantasy this year. He was an absolute monster. And he's, get, he's playing every snap. So yeah. even if he doesn't play every snap, if he's at 60, 70% of the snaps, still think he's going to be a very viable starter. And it's not like they've had a replacement since he's been hurt that's really popped yep. off. So when he's yeah. ready to go, I think Sean McVay will lean on him. Daryl Henderson waved as well. Yeah. He's gone. yeah. Right. Yeah. So just right. Royce Freeman there. All right, let's move over to the hate list. Alexander Madison does not make it in the top 30 running backs. He's RB33 against the Bears, Jay, which we've talked about with the Bears sometimes. They could be good against the run. You more so care about uh, your pass catching running backs against them. And Madison also could be dealing with quite a workload share with Ty Chandler as well. I think so. Also coming off the fumble against the Broncos, which is really key. Yeah. Ty Chandler looks better. It's it like, like we talked about yesterday, this is kind of an analog to the Jalen Warren, Najee Harris situation where Madison, I understand they want him in there for his pass blocking uh, and that gives him a certain floor, I think, in terms of snaps that he's going to see. He still saw 64% of snaps against the Broncos, but now he gets a really tough matchup against the Bears. The Bears are a pass funnel defense because they have an elite run defense uh, and a very poor secondary, so expect that this is going to be more of a Josh Dobbs game, and maybe Ty Chandler gets more involved too, Matthew. Since week five, they allow the fewest rushing yards per game to running backs. They also allow just 3.4 yards per carry to opposing running backs. That is best in the NFL, to your point. And you just saw there, he got 64% of the snaps and got seven fantasy points, whereas uh, Ty Chandler basically doubled him, and I'm, I'm with you. To the eye test, just Chandler looks like the better running back, so Madison, outside my top 30, bad matchup in a timeshare. He might not just be any. He might not be any good. Alexander Madison. Good. No. Yeah. 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 I think we've seen enough to know that at this point. Yeah. In the same game, other backfield though, Khalil Herbert comes in as RB thirty-seven against the Vikings. Who, Matthew, the Vikings' run defense has really gotten it together uh, together over the last month. For the past five games, they've held uh, opposing running backs to under fifty yards rushing. Here's the entire list of running backs to score at least fourteen fantasy points against the Minnesota Vikings: Chris McCaffrey. Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift. That's the list. All due respect to Khalil Herbert, who's in a timeshare with Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson, and we don't really know how it's all going to work out. Like, even if he was getting all the run, he ain't Chris McCaffrey, Calvin, uh, Alvin Kamara, or DeAndre Swift. So after Deontay Foreman left the game with that injury, he played only 58% of the snaps. So Roshan Johnson played 42%, including almost – there was only one third down – that Roshan Johnson wasn't out there. So Herbert doesn't at least at the moment appear to be involved in the passing game. There's a chance the foreman is back, and now it's a three-headed committee. Bad matchup. Herbert outside my top 35 this week. All right, let's go over to the pass catchers for Love, Hate, and we start with Stephon Diggs, who comes in as wide receiver four against the Eagles. And, Jay, quite simply, the Eagles' secondary has been uh, quite the bonanza for wide receivers in fantasy this year. Yeah, good use of the word bonanza. I believe that's the first time it's ever been said in the history of the show. I think uh, so. so it's a Thanksgiving-type word. Yes. What a bonanza! Exactly. <laughs> okay, a spread. I don't, know, I don't know what that accent was. Uh, anyway, moving on to Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think he's going to have a monster game against the Eagles. This Eagles secondary... They have they let Dak absolutely carve them up two games ago for them. Mahomes, if any of the receivers could catch a pass, he would have had a monster yeah. day. It's just not a very good secondary, and all the names are the same, but Darius Slay's not the same guy. They got James Bradbury's not the same guy. Roby in the slot is not very good, and I think the Bills are going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game flat out, and I think they're going to do it by throwing the ball. Uh, the Bills, they drop back to pass.
pass a ton. Diggs has had some really tough matchups lately. He had to go up against the Jets, who no one does well against, from the wide receiver position. And now I think... I think they'll go out of their way to involve him, and I think it's their best path to victory as well. Yeah, under 35 receiving yards again, back-to-back games, as you mentioned, Connor. Like The fact is is that we expect, to your point, them to really try to focus it on Stefan Diggs. Wide receivers have seen at least seven targets against the Eagles this year, averaging over 19 fantasy points per game. Diggs has at least seven targets in every game this year but one. So I have Diggs as a top four. He's an obvious name. Everyone's starting him. But just because he's struggled the last couple of weeks, like I want to say, like, not only do I, are you starting him, but I actually am very optimistic on him. Wide receiver four for me this week. And I feel like he's a classic squeaky wheel player. Like two bad Stephon Diggs games, and they're going to make an effort to get him yeah. fully no. back I, in. My, my big prediction for this week is that we no longer get a tweet from his brother. Oh After this week. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. We've waited so long. Yeah. It'd be nice. All right, our next nice. one. What do you do for, like, can I ask you a question? What what, sure. what are you planning to do for Thanksgiving? Because you never celebrated this as a kid in Australia, I assume, right? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's just. And your wife is, your wife, I forget which country your wife Sweden. is. Sweden. Sweden, right. Yeah. So I assume it's not a, a deal in Sweden either. No, it's not. Uh, but it is good. We like Thanksgiving. One of the favorite things about America. We go all in. We do the nice. turkey and everything. Yeah. And we've got two American daughters. So I've kind of adopted America as a third country, effectively, right. at this point. So, yeah, we do turkey. We do everything. All right. Uh, with all the kids. Yeah. Okay. Forty percent of the family is American. Oh, there uh, yeah. you go. I We're trending saying. towards. I mean, if we had another kid, all of a sudden, something tipped the balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. pretty yeah. even fight. Yeah. 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 Well, you got the long weekend. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, your wife not? after the kids yeah. go down, Numero dishes are done. Yeah, why yeah. Not? yeah let's Listen, do it work. Yeah, there's there's no there's not a WNBA game on tonight, honey. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. peacock and chill. Season's over. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Five nights at Freddy's. Michael Pittman time, I guess. Wide receiver thirteen against the Bucks. Go up, honey. See what happens. He's got the Bucks this week. He comes in as wide receiver 13 uh, before you hear Barry. I mean, despite Gardner Minshew still being out there, you're still high on Pittman because of this matchup against the Bucks. Tampa Bay allows 230 yards per game to wide receivers. That is the most in the NFL over the last four weeks. Six of the eight wide receivers to see at least eight targets against the Bucks this year have scored at least 16 fantasy points. Oh, by the way, Michael Pittman averaging almost 10 targets per game. He's had at least eight targets, our magic number, in 70% of his games. Gardner Minshew, look, find somebody who looks at you the way Gardner Minshew looks at Michael Pittman. You know, that maybe 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 your <laughs> yeah, wife will yeah. give you right. Michael Pittman eyes. Okay, I wear my Gardner Minshew jersey. Yeah, on, uh, on Thanksgiving <laughs> night. You got, do me a favor, send out a tweet, let us know how it all goes. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, keep, I'll, tweet. I'll keep America uh, posted. Sure. Yeah, yeah. See if they get in the just, just tweet at me, just give me a thumbs up. Yeah. Like, something like, you know, okay. yeah, or something like uh, that. Balance out the out Brock Purdy yeah. MVP yeah. propaganda. Right. After, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, in the middle of uh, Ravens charges, I'll send out the message, the bat signal to you, Matthew. Yeah, if you could. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, whatever. Just, you know, whatever. Pause the game. Yeah. It's fine. Michael Pittman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pass funnel defense in Tampa Bay, Connor. So, uh, if ever there was going to be a matchup for Michael Pittman to thrive, the Bucks are the epitome of a pass funnel defense where they're amazing against the run, dreadful against the pass, unless they're playing Will Levis. Uh, so, you look at what Brock Purdy did to them, look what CJ Stroud did to them. I uh, suspect that Gardner Minshew, for all his sins, uh, will be able to get the ball to Michael Pittman. Speaking of CJ Stroud, Tank Dell comes in next <laughs> on the pass catching. I, no, I just thought you were going to say, speaking of sin. <laughs> yeah. and I thought you were going to be. Look, no. They're married. It's not a sin. <laughs> no. They're married. It's, it's a, perfectly I, fine. You're not going to find me complaining. It's approved. It's approved. It's a staff approval from the big It's an important part of a healthy relationship. Just ask me. Indeed. Dr. Maddie. Dr. Maddie. Yeah. I don't know if that one's going to stick. No. No, I wouldn't have thought so. There are many things you are, Matthew, but not a doctor. Of Tank. love or medicine. It's a long, much longer list of things that I'm not than yeah. there are things that I am. This is fair. Yeah. My mom wanted me to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> that was a disappointment. What a, what a zigzag from that route. <laughs> yeah. Instead. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like a makeup fantasy football man. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm a, I'm a fake football guy. Yeah. yeah. Helping lives. Yeah, in a very similar way. Yes, yeah. exactly. Tank Dell, very much yes. a thing. Tank Dell. There you go. Uh, Dr. Dell. Massive target share over the last three games right now. I mean, this is CJ Stroud's guy. Some people over the summer said Tank Dell is going to be a thing. And for that, he's wide receiver 14 in a massive division matchup. Texans, Jaguars uh, this weekend. He is, he is, and we talked about this the other day. Like, over the last three weeks, he's a top-five wide receiver in fantasy. Last three games, he's gotten at least ten targets in three straights. Just a massive, massive target share, 30% to be exact, from one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL. 
In every game this year where he's seen at least seven targets, he's averaging 24.6 fantasy points per game. He's scored in all five of those games. Worth noting, the Jags have allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver in every game this season, which includes two Tank Dell in week three. I have Tank as a top 15 play this week. Yes, all aboard the Tank. Yep. This is actually it's a massive game because this is very likely going to shape the AFC South because yes. if Houston win this, wins this, they get the tie break. They've got a 7-4. and four. Houston's getting their games flexed at the moment. Texans-Broncos, uh, I believe next week, got flexed to 1pm because they didn't want it to distract from the blockbuster uh, Niners-Eagles game. It's a two good. Texans-Broncos. Think about that after week right. two. Unbelievable scene. So yeah. good for the Texans. And yeah, I think people maybe still don't realize exactly how good Tank Dell is. Even with Nico Collins back, uh, he is very much uh, an elite wide receiver now. All right, our final pass catcher here, David Njoku, comes in as tight end five against those Broncos, Jay. And Njoku, when DTR plays, DTR stares at him. It's pretty much as simple as that. Yeah, and it makes sense. You know, young rookie quarterback, effectively, just the safety blanket of Njoku, who is just about their best weapon outside of Amari Cooper at this point, uh, gets the matchup against the Broncos. You suspect that perhaps Sertan will go to uh, Amari Cooper, so Njoku will be the target for DTR. 29% 29% target share in the two games that DTR has played. I'm as a top five tight end this week. And the Broncos have been terrible against tight ends on top of that. They've allowed the most yards to tight ends this season. Tight ends that get at least six targets against Denver this year, averaging over 17 fantasy points per game. Um, yeah, pretty much everyone except TJ Hawkinson, who fell half a yard <laughs> short of my same game parlay uh, that I gave out on national television in front of 15 million people. But I'm not so bitter about it. At least they didn't drop two catches on the final drive. I know. I put that on Twitter and everyone was like, oh, it was good defense. I'm like, yes, it was good defense. Like, Simmons played him well. But still, you're a pro- not only are you a professional tight end, but you are one of the highest paid, most elite at the position on a drive your team needs to have. Two Come down well. with those balls. Yeah. That's, that, that's a catch you need to make. <laughs> yeah. That's the like, same thing. Yeah. Like, like, that's the kind of – Kelsey had that kind of a drop. MVS had that kind of a drop. I mean, Justin Watson had that kind of a drop a couple times. But, like, you know. It's funny what sports betting does to us because right. we would not care at all about that unless he hadn't gone under. Angry yeah. humans. I'm a degenerate. Yeah. I'm, Love a, it. I'm a total Love degenerate. It. Some other pass catchers receiving That's going to be votes. my Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's just, just Yelling above. at drops. But, yeah, just a, like my in Screaming at Dontavian Wicks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, come Dontavian. on. <laughs> One more carry for Brian Robinson. What are we doing? Yeah. Why isn't Jaden Reed involved? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, the type of things that are hurt exactly out of right. What Curtis Samuel? I'm the under. What are we doing here? Yeah, why is he featured? Yeah, exactly. Some other pass catchers receiving votes: DJ Moore, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel, Zay Flowers, Isaiah Likely. Now we talked about him a lot on waivers this week, and then Kyle Pitts there, Barry. Kyle Pitts making the rare appearance on the love-hate list in a positive manner, but Saints have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in three straight for their past five. Last four weeks, Saints allow 24 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. Desmond Ritter back under center for the Falcons, which generally is not good, but he does. maybe he will get the ball to Kyle Pitts as well. We talked about likely a lot, but, you know, Big target share when Andrews has been out. Obviously, Andrews done for the season, most likely. But the fact is, is that Andrew being out opens up a 23% target share. So I think some of it goes to likely, but I also think there's an increase in looks for Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr., who we've talked about. He looks really good uh, against a Chargers team that allows the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. So I think both those guys are kind of viable wide receiver threes with upside. Uh, you know, DJ Moore and Devontae Smith, I have as both top uh, top 20 plays in games that should be high scoring and good matchups. We talked about the Vikings. That's a pass funnel defense. Yep. And with Devontae Smith, I think the only concern for him was just what was going on above his shoulders, where it right. seemed like he was really in his own head, particularly after the Jets game with those drops. Now he's all the way back. I mean, he's had the defining catch of the Eagles season to date, that big catch uh, against Kansas City. Uh, and with Goddard out as well, now it's just two guys. It's just A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and they get a pretty suspect Bills defense. Let's move over to the hate list. Jalen Waddle comes in as wide receiver 25 against the Jets. We've talked about how wide receiver struggles have gone on all year against that Jets secondary. And for Jalen Waddle right now, he really hasn't had many of those explosive games this season, Matthew. It's been so Tyreek Hill and run game heavy in a great offense. Yeah, it, this one makes me nervous I mean, because Jalen Waddle is one of those guys that can make your day on just, you know, one yeah. on one play, right? But the fact is, is that, like, since week two, he's had one game with over 65 receiving yards. Jets have, a, have yet to allow 50 or more receiving yards to multiple wide receivers in the same game. 
and we obviously expect Tyreek Hill to get there. Jets, by the way, have only given up two touchdowns to wide receivers this season. We expect Tim Boyle to really struggle. I think you could see a short field. I think you could see a defensive touchdown or two for the Dolphins. They just they may not need to throw nearly as much against the Jets. And so I could see, like, again, defensive touchdowns, running, you know, trying to get the run game established as well with Mostert. Maybe you see some Jeff Wilson Jr. because they're not ready to commit to Devon Achan just yet. So, um, yeah, Jalen Waddle outside my top 20 this week. Yeah, that's a really interesting game. And to just show how much the market believes in the Jets' cornerbacks in particular and how they shut down wide receivers, Tyreek Hill's receiving prop, and there's no weather on Friday. There's no wind, there's no rain. Tyreek Hill's receiving prop is 76 and a half. Like he's usually in the mid-90s. Yep. Right. Uh, and Jalen Waddle as well, he's 58 and a half. Do you think, Connor, that the Jets' defense might have kind of reached its breaking point because they Source gave up that big touchdown, uh, big run uh, on the weekend? Do you think that maybe it's just gotten too much? You see them gamble. That's yeah. what you saw on tape is that they know they have to take a chance to get the ball back for a turnover. C.J. Mosley tried to punch out a pass to Stephon Diggs that changed the game. He missed that. That play with Sauce, he was in cover three. He came away from his deep third to try to jump the pass. Really, the safety in the middle should pick up the wide receiver. But when you see a corner leaving his part of his own coverage, it tells you he's freelancing. And I get it. They get nothing from their offense. And if you're thinking of it from a fantasy perspective, then it does give you a little bit more hope for the opposition than we had the first couple of weeks of the season. Yep. And look, it's going to be a game trip where they're almost certainly not going to have to pass that much, the Dolphins. But also, I mean, they're going to have the ball a lot because right. <laughs> the ball is right. going to be going and, three and now. I like, I, this is the one that could easily just blow up in my face because you could, again, Waddle, all he needs is one. Or right. right. They, try to, they try to make a punch and they miss and the, boom, he's off to the races because he's got that kind of speed. So I'm nervous about it, but you got to make a call. And I, I do think that you know, I'm ranked outside my top 20 in a week where everyone's healthy and that just the production hasn't been there for Jalen Waddle the way we thought at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he's been banged up all year as well. If you were afraid to make a call, you'd be a doctor instead. But that's why we have you here. Wow. That's factually correct. Right. Shots at doctors. Correct. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, look, you, know, you think this is easy? It's definitely not easy. I don't think you guys understand. Because, like, I have, to, I have to come here and I have to get here early enough to put on makeup. I don't put on my own makeup. But, like, I have to wear makeup and I have to change whatever ratty thing I've walked in and, you know, into an outfit that they've picked out for me. Yeah. And then, you know, I have to have at least 30 seconds to glance at my notes before I, um, you know, I don't think people understand just the, the trials and tribulations That's I go tough. through. Lives are on the line. Yeah. Every thousand yeah, percent. Every to deliver the Thanksgiving content. Yeah. Yes. All right. Exactly. Amari Cooper, our next pass catcher here. Wide receiver 37 against the Broncos. And I think with this one, Matthew. Yeah. I mean, there's just only so much a young quarterback in DTR can do. We, we always call Amari Cooper kind of situation-proof, but maybe this is the one that he can't overcome. Well, we talked about, look, we expect them to run heavy. Expect this to be a low-scoring game, obviously, because the Browns' defense is so good. And then we just talked up David Njoku. That's who, again, we have small sample size with Dorian Thompson Robinson, so you have to just go on whatever it is we have. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, – what little passing the Browns will be able to do, I think we'll go to Njoku because this is a tough matchup for wide receivers. Um, Mari Cooper, in the two games that DTR started, has 10 total fantasy points. Like, 10 points is bad in one game, but now he's got two. Yeah. That, that means that Mari Cooper is averaging five points per game in the two games that, DeMar, uh, that DTR has started. That's I did math. that math in my head. Once again, I don't, like, I don't like to show off, but just I'm thankful for having a steel trap of his mind. Again, two games, 10 total points. That means five points a game. We're looking for more from that from Amari Cooper. And, oh, by the way, over the last four weeks, no team in the NFL allows fewer fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers than the Denver Broncos. They haven't allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver since week seven. Mari Cooper outside my top 35 this week, Jay Croucher. Yeah, it's tough. And DTR, I mean, it was a great story uh, that he won uh, that game against the It's not like he played very well. <laughs> he no, didn't. And he didn't use Miles his legs Garrett as much as expected. Usually. Yeah, that was a Miles yeah. Garrett. That was a defense game. Now, DTR, he did come through on that last drive. Maybe he gets confidence from that. Another week maybe is better. Also, Kareem Jackson will be out for the Broncos, suspended for four games. His replacement, uh, and I've never said this name out loud, but his replacement is uh, Delaron Turner Yell. Uh, which is a fantastic name, but uh, I don't think he's a great player. Uh, but in any case, DTR, maybe he will get better, but I think we need to see it before you can start Amari Cooper yeah. with confidence. Understand that DTR uh, leading that drive and winning that game for the Browns is what got Mike Canada fired. Yes. Even though he's not the defense, you know, he's the offense coordinator, but still, just they weren't able to generate enough points, and just that loss was so bad that they were like, okay, someone's got to go. And, and one Mike note Canada. to piggyback here, I mean, Sertan will probably travel with Cooper, which gives yeah. you even less confidence. If you're a young quarterback, why are you going to throw towards Sertan? All right, yeah. our last pass catcher on the hate list, Chris Godwin, 
right in front of Amari Cooper. He's wide receiver 36 against the Colts here, Jay. And Godwin's had a stretch right now that we haven't really seen from him throughout his very successful and consistent career. I mean, he's getting the targets. There's just no, there's just no explosiveness, and it's just it's a Mike Evans offense at the moment. The Colts are decent against the slot as well, where Godwin so frequently lines up. So I think he can do much better. You can just get much more upside than Chris Godwin. Yeah, I mean, he'll, you, you talk about Sertan traveling with um, uh, with Amari Cooper. Kenny Moore yeah. is going to is going to travel with Godwin, yeah. one of the best in the NFL. Their slot corner for the Colts. Four straight games with. Below 55 receiving yards for Chris Godwin. Hard to see him, you know, breaking that that streak and you know snapping out of this against Kenny Moore. He's outside my top 35 this week. All right, let's jump into love hate with the quarterbacks here, oh, and we will start with Lamar Jackson, QB one. I believe Lamar Jackson was QB one for you last week too, Matthew. Back he didn't finish week. his QB one, but he had a very very good game, and I yeah. expect that to continue as well. Seven of the ten quarterbacks that have faced the Chargers have scored 20 or more fantasy points. Here's the three that didn't score at least 20 fantasy points: T. Bag, Tyson Bajan, Aiden O'Connell, and Zach Wilson. No team allows more yards per pass attempt than the Los Angeles Chargers. Lamar Jackson, obvious name, but I'm putting it on my love list because he is my, in a week in which every single quarterback in the NFL is playing. He is my number one quarterback this week in Week 12. Lamar, QB1. Yep, I like that. Also, I, look, he's going to have a monster game to the Chargers defense. They've got absolutely nothing going on. Joey Bosa has gone on IR, yep. their best defensive player. That hurts. He'll be able to do whatever he wants. Just a little side note off of that is that Odell Beckham, a little bit concerned about his status. Uh, John Harbaugh said it's not a long-term thing. And then John Harbaugh went on a kind of funny side tangent, didn't actually specify whether Odell would actually going to play this week or anything. But with that kind of stuff, it's always important to actually like listen to what the player said. Because Odell, after the game, was uh, interviewed. And he was like, yeah, I've had an injury like this before. But if you actually, the end of the interview, he says... I'm so glad we have a bit more time because it really hurts right now. And he's holding his shoulder. He's, he's putting his hand in his pocket to elevate his shoulder during the interview. So I wouldn't be surprised if Odell misses. Maybe he plays. Maybe he's fine with the extended rest. But expect that it's going to be a lot of Zay Flowers. It's going to be a lot of Isaiah Likely. Odell might be a bit banged up. Both, both of them on the love list. I also mentioned Beckham as well. But I have, if you're picking between them, I prefer Zay Flowers to Beckham for that reason. Yep. But... Uh, you know, he's another one of those guys, Beckham, that all he needs is one. And Lamar Jackson should have a big game against the Bolts. Our next quarterback, C.J. Stroud, Jay. The rookie comes in as QB5 in that pivotal matchup against Jacksonville. Yep, C.J. Stroud just locked in, superstar starter at this point. The amount that they're throwing the ball, they're not as committed to the run with what Stroud has shown. And now we get to Jags' team. I think this game is going to be a shootout. Uh, I think they'll need to be throwing to keep up. He's got all of his weapons. Uh, there's not much more to say about C.J. Stroud at this point. Jags are a pass funnel defense. Teams facing Jacksonville average the fourth most pass attempts per game, and you see it there on your screen. He's my fifth quarterback this week. Top five play. And I think you could make an argument for him even higher. But again, like just a locked-in QB1. Some others receiving votes. Justin Fields on this list, along, as well as Trevor Lawrence and Jordan Love, who we said has been playing much better. Fields comes in as QB10 here, Matthew. He's had at least 20 fantasy points in each of his last three full games. 33% of the team rushes in his first full game back. And he's at Minnesota as well. Again, Minnesota, we talk about that. It's a Minnesota really good run defense, but a bottom 12 pass defense over the last four weeks. I feel is QB 10. Trevor Lawrence, you just mentioned it. We expect that game to be a shootout. That Houston-Jacksonville uh, game should be a, a shootout. Houston allows the third most uh, yards per pass attempt over the last four weeks. So Trevor Lawrence coming off his best game of the year, real life and fantasy-wise, is a top 12 play for me this week. Yep, Fields is the most interesting to me of that group just because of the matchup with the Minnesota defense. They have no pass rush outside of Daniel Hunter. They need to send all these exotic Brian Flores blitzes, and for the most part, they're getting away with it. But Fields, just the type of player he is, his ability to scramble and evade the blitz, I think that he will have the opportunity for big plays. For the hate list, Sam Howell comes in as QB 13. Geno Smith, who's really banged up, comes in as QB 19. We'll analyze both signal callers in a minute in the next segment. Give us fantasy sports fan on your list, the Roto World Draft Guide Bundle, and take advantage of our biggest Black Friday deal ever. Buy today and receive the 2024 baseball, football, and basketball draft guides for one low price. Plus, use promo code BF2023 at checkout to receive 25% off and a $10 Fanatics e-gift card. Buy today at NBCSports.com slash Holiday Bundle. Just ahead, what's on tap? We're going up to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Bar. Find out who Matthew loves and hates the most on Thanksgiving. Hate on Thanksgiving. 
Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Release the hounds. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so it must be time for the National Dog Show presented by Perina. Airing on NBC at 12 p.m. across all time zones, which dog will be crowned best in show? Jay, you got a line on that? (laughs) I need the cornbread dressing with some dirty rice, yams, greens, uh, some ham. You know what I'm saying? I guess on Thanksgiving, I get a little turkey. I think I've been playing pretty good on Thanksgiving, too. Um, that might be my type of game. I like when certain family members are in town. Um, it gives you something to look for, especially some of my uncles and stuff. One of my uncles is extremely good luck, so I was like, man, what you doing for Thanksgiving? Like, He's like, I don't know. I said, why don't you come out? He's like, can't afford it. I said, don't worry about it. I sent them on flights over. I said, you'll be there. <laughs> and it's a privilege to be able to play on Thanksgiving Day. You know, it's a privilege for our guys. Um, and everybody's watching, all your family, all your friends, and this is the type of game, man, you come out of, and you got somebody you went to school with in second grade who's texting you, and you did, you just, you forgot until he texted you, and you're like, oh, oh my God, you know, and family member, everything. Um, and so it's kind of cool like that. What's on tap is brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. That was CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, and Dan Campbell talking about Thanksgiving. And we got plenty more of that with Thanksgiving spreads and totals. So weird, because I have to be honest with you. Like, the people, the randoms from second grade that might reach out to me, they don't have my phone number. Like, I didn't have a cell in second grade where (laughs) I I was just like, like, hey, Timmy, here's my number. Text me in 20 years or whatever. Like, I don't know. What do you mean people who knew you in second grade, Dan Campbell, suddenly have Dan Campbell's cell phone? I'm not sure Dan Campbell can win coach of the year after that. That's a real big mishap. I'm not sure what he's talking about there. Just a weird. Someone needs to probe on that. It's a weird comment. (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, you know, I understand people coming out of the woodwork. That happens to me all the time, but it's it's older than second grade. And it's probably on Facebook. That's where the olds reside. That's that's 100%. I got a lot of I got a lot of the uh, the old high school. Messages. Oh, remember when you know <laughs> yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff and like yeah. you know whatever. Like yeah. right. yeah. Facebook is absolutely the nursing home of the internet. There's no denying that. <laughs> it is, no. and I get and it, like and I get it's. I will say this: there is the one ego thing where it's just like I've definitely over the years like gotten you know some notes from like girls that like I liked in high school or whatever. That it is like oh you know like hey, and, you know, seen now that well. I've seen you on TV <laughs> and like oh you know. You know, we always should have. I'm like, no, like you had no interest in me <laughs> in high school. Now Amazing. you've seen me in high school, you know. Oh, anyway, so oh, how the turntables? What are you gonna? Uh, how the how the tables turn? By the way, you at the very top of that promo, you said release the hounds. <laughs> yeah, right. I read the script. Yeah, but it's not just hounds at the dog show. Right. I have a little bit of a gripe with that promo. Okay, what do you got? It's just there's not all hounds. <laughs> not all hounds. There's plenty of breeds. Just I'm just all saying. All dogs are hounds. That that yeah. might be something that you could say to your wife tomorrow yes. night. Oh. 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 Just waiting for the punch. Happy release Thanksgiving. The release yeah. the hounds. <laughs> release the hounds. Honey, release yeah. the hounds. I said that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. She might go to a hotel yeah. with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> release I'm just, the hounds. I don't, know, I don't know what your love language is. I'm trying to I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah, no, we're very Baskerville. Okay. Release the houndish. Yeah, we love it. Thanksgiving games. How about that? All right, let's get into pack. Packers at Lions, a staple. The Lions playing on Thanksgiving. They're favored by seven and a half. I don't remember a game in my lifetime on Thanksgiving where the Lions have been this good. It's awesome. Over-under is at 47 and a half. The top players, of course, in Barry's ranks as we look into this. Notable loves, of course, Jameer Gibbs comes in as RB5. David Montgomery, as promised, still a top 20 running back. Jordan Love as QB15 as well. Barry, let's start there with those two running back loves. 
Gibbs, uh, Gibbs and David Montgomery, both top 20 plays easily. I, I love Gibbs, and I love the over-unders receiving prop as well. I'm as a top five play. Packers a top five run, worst run defense in the NFL so far this year. Teams that face Green Bay average the sixth most running back carries per game. And we've seen that both of these guys can get enough touches in this offense to be very productive. Gibbs averaging over 15 touches a game since Monty returned, including six goal-to-go carries for Jameer Gibbs. And in his five full games that he's played so far this year, Dave Montgomery averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. So I think both guys are must-plays on Thanksgiving against the Green Bay Packers. I think Detroit's offensive line is just so good as well that they're kind of opponent agnostic. I mean, they went up against an elite Chicago Bears run defense that have been the best in football, and they still ran for over five yards per carry. Now they get a much more favorable matchup against Green Bay. I think both guys are obviously must-starts. Everyone that has them is going to start them, but I will just say again, I really like uh, Gibbs over on the receiving props, and I think Montgomery anytime touchdown is... uh, pretty good bet. Jay, looking at Jordan Love, Detroit's defense has really struggled against quarterbacks lately, and Jordan Love is throwing the ball a lot. Is he a viable streamer on Thanksgiving? I think so. There's probably some better options out there for you just because there's no bye week this week, so you've got all the quarterbacks to choose from, but you can certainly do worse than Jordan Love coming off his first 300-plus passing yard performance of the season against the Chargers. Now he gets another leaky defense in Detroit. Uh, he is missing some of his weapons. He won't have Aaron Jones as a dump-off option in the passing game. Luke Musgrave is also going to miss. He's hurt too. Yep. But I think with just the way that Love is playing, the past three weeks in particular, feels like he has really turned the corner. Uh, so I suspect that he will have some big plays uh, against Detroit. Lions have given up at least 21 fantasy points to three of the last four quarterbacks they faced. You mentioned their, I think their run game's gonna struggle. We'll talk about that in a second. Love's had at least 40 passing attempts in three of the past four games. And then you think about Green Bay being on the road as more than a touchdown underdog here. I've Jordan Love as a QB 15 this week, and I think he's a very viable QB 2 if you're sitting there trying to piece it together without Joe Burrow this week for the first time, or, you know, or if you just, you have a quarterback in a bad matchup. There'd be a lot of people, I suspect, who have, are making a choice between like Jordan Love and Geno Smith. Even if Geno Smith goes, uh, and that's declared before the game starts, I'd rather have Jordan Love. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Like, again, like I'm starting Jordan Love in my Superflex Keeper League because I lost Joe Burrow, so it's going to be Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love for me this year. The fellas. I, I feel like there's a thought when Aaron Jones is out that, oh, A.J. Dillon is this lock-it-in starting mm-hmm. running back right now, Matthew, and you have him as RB31. Bottom line is, when these opportunities have come up for A.J. Dillon, he really hasn't produced. He hasn't at all, Connor. I, I, I mean, he's <laughs> – this is unbelievable. Out of the 60 qualified running backs in fantasy points per touch, A.J. Dillon is 56th. That's not good. That's not good. Look, a lot of people say you're smart, Jay, and I'm glad you were able to pick that up immediately as well. He's had five games with 15 or more touches. He's averaging 9.6 fantasy points per game. In games in which he's getting a big workload, 15 or more touches, he's averaging single-digit fantasy points as well. And it's not a good matchup against the Lions as no running back has had more than 67 rushing yards in a game against the Lions. They're top five in terms of rushing yards per game and yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs. He's been bad. Like, if you have to start him, I guess you're hoping he falls into the end zone. But again, like, he just we think this is a Jordan Love Jaden Reed, you know, Romeo Dobbs, maybe Christian Watson gets deep for one as well. But A.J. Dillon inside, uh, just outside my top 30 this week. All right, let's move over to Commanders Cowboys. The Cowboys favored by a whopping 11 points against your Commanders here, Barry. It's up to 12 and a half. Oh, it's flying. By the way, it's, I mean, it just, everyone is just like... America knows. Boy, America knows. America's, America's seen it. <laughs> like, when you, if, when you lose... To, when you get housed by Tommy DeVito... Uh, at home. And now, you've, right, and now you've got to go on the road to face a red-hot Dak Prescott yeah. and the Cowboys... This could get ugly quick. And the over-under as well has been on the rise. That's at 49 right yeah. now. So, obviously, points expected in this Thanksgiving game. Dak comes in as QB2. So, Barry, I think it's pretty safe to say you're expecting this passing offense to stay hot. Dak's my number two quarterback in fantasy this week. Commanders have allowed the most touchdown passes in the league this year. Dak's been absolutely fantastic. And one of the, the guys that are helping him out, my guy eight, C.D. Lamb, is my number one wide receiver in fantasy this week as well. Since week six, he's been the best wide receiver in fantasy. He's just been absolutely fantastic. That should continue against my commanders. And how about Jake Ferguson as a top ten play this week? He's scored in three of the past four. 
Dak Prescott's got a good shot at three touchdowns in this one as well. The only concern here is, is there a defensive score? You know, does Micah Parsons, like, strip Sam Howell and, and run one in? You can certainly see that. But it's Thanksgiving. It's Cowboys, Commanders. They don't like each other. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jarrah wants to run up the score. Yeah. C.D. Lamb as well. Even though he, he appeared on the injury report, he's got a little niggles. He's going to play anyway. He should be fine. Uh, he set at 89 and a half receiving yards on DraftKings. For context, that's 13 yards higher than Tyreek Hill right. this week. We don't have the full slate of props yet, but I would imagine that's going to be the highest on the board, so he justifies being wide receiver one. Commanders also have allowed 100 rushing yards to running backs in two of the past three games. They're allowing over five yards per carry over the last three weeks as well. I have Tony Pollard as a top 10 play. Again, I think they'll get in close, and I think they'll score. Yeah. I do have a weird thing for you, though. Tell me okay. if you agree with this, Jay. Yeah. I mean. I, here's what I would do. I, we're seeing the line continues to go. It's 12 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it closes at 13, 13 and a half. Yeah. People continue. I think the commanders cover. Yeah, I think I they too. backdoor cover in this one as well. Dallas, if you go back and look at the betting history, Dallas never covers on Thanksgiving. Well, it's someone, the weirdest thing in the world. I think I had, I think we might have had a big position on Dallas against the Giants last Thanksgiving, like minus eight and a half, and then Daniel yeah. Jones scored with like five seconds left to uh, get the backdoor cover. So, look, Sam Howell was designed in a lab for backdoor right. covers. He's yeah. great. He's fantastic yeah. at three man defense. For all times. Yeah, just when he doesn't have to deal with I, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence coming through his head, I'm sure he'd be great. Yeah, I'm just, I'm telling you, I think this is, I think, I think it is not a close game at all. I think they kill them. But I do think in the fourth quarter when Cooper rushes in there, you know, I do think, I think the commander's backdoor cover, and I would wait to bet this because I think the line is going to continue to rise up until kickoff. So that kind of leads to the next question from this game from a fantasy perspective, Jay. Do you bench Sam Howell this week? He's been great in fantasy all year. For Matthew, he comes in as QB 13, so he's right on the outside kind of looking in right there. Or do you believe but, in the garbage But that's garbage the lowest time? I've had him yeah, in a long, long time because – He's been in the top eight whether before. It's, yeah, yeah it, He's consistently. Been, he's been a top-five fantasy quarterback all year, basically. I mean, the guy's flirting. I'm not sure if he still leads the league in passing yards. He's right there at the top yeah. of the list. Uh, and he will, I think, I mean, being a 12-and-a-half-point dog, I do think that he will be throwing in the second half, and he will be throwing against what should be a pretty soft defense at that time if the Cowboys are up big. I do worry for him just getting through this game, honestly, with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence coming at him. So that is a little bit of a concern. But I think that with what they've done with just giving him more protection, going more two-wide receiver, where it's just McLaurin and Dotson, suspect that he will be viable as a starter, but it is a little bit concerning, the matchup. You see that screen right there that shows you how the fewest passing yards allowed this season. Only the Browns have allowed fewer per game than the Dallas Cowboys. They also they lead the NFL in pressure rate, led by Lawrence and Parsons, of course. And when Howell has been pressured this year, he has a league-high nine interceptions. He is uh, bottom 12 in terms of passer rating when pressured. I think he will be under pressure. I think if you feel better if your league doesn't count interceptions because this could, could get ugly. I'm with you. I, I'm, we may see Jacoby Brissett, but so I think it just depends on what you have because I do think He'll be running for his life. He is mobile. He did earn the job this year based on what he did against Dallas last year in the last game of the season. So I'm a QB 13. He's at high in QB 2, very low in QB 1. He made my hate list because, again, this is the this is the lowest I've seen him. This is the lowest I've had him all year. Yeah, and credit to Sam Howell as well. He's going to set the record for all-time sacks in a season. He's never been injured. So he's clearly know, pretty amazing. tough, and his body's pretty resilient. Our final Thanksgiving game, the Niners are favored by seven points going to Seattle. The over-under is set at 44 in this one. We know Geno Smith is banged up in this game right now, Matthew. He comes in as QB 19 for you. Clearly, there's some significant concern. Right. I mean, so not 100% healthy. And the Seahawks implied team total this, this week, 18 points. Well, when the Seahawks uh, score less than 28 points, Geno's averaging just 10 fantasy points per game as well. Niners allow only 5.7 yards per pass attempt since their bye week. They've cleaned up their defense quite a bit. Geno comes in at QB 19 for me. Like, I, I'd rather Jordan Love than Geno, as you were saying. Like, I think there's you know, um, real concerns about Geno Smith if he even plays in this one. How yep. about Zach Charbonnet, Jay? We get to see Charbonnet really get to... The snap count's been going up, but now Kenneth Walker is hurt, so a huge workload on tap, potentially. For Charbonnet in a tough matchup. Yeah, it is a tough matchup. You would expect, though, that he will get some passing game work, which will mitigate the fact that, you know, they're likely going to be down. They're going up against a really good 
run defense in San Francisco. Uh, but yeah, I expect he's going to have to rely on screens. And I'm with you with Geno. I mean, this is just a terrible matchup. I mean, the Niners are a bad matchup for everyone, but the weakness of Seattle is their offensive line. I think back to their matchups last year, particularly the Week 15 game in primetime where Geno was just under siege from Nick Bosa. Now he's got to deal with Chase Young as well. Eric Armstead, who had 12 pressures last week against the Bucks. It's Eric Armstead. He's the third guy yeah. on the line. He had 12 right. pressures. It's insane. So I think Geno's in big trouble. If he right. even plays. And he says it's up to coach whether he plays. Exactly. So, but I think what's going to happen is he's, they're going to try to run the ball quite a bit and they're going to dump it off. But it's only going to be Zach Charbonnet. We're not expecting Ken Walker to play in this game. And so Charbonnet, who has five or more targets in consecutive games, that was with Ken Walker out there, should be in for a heavy workload. I don't know how much success he'll have on the ground. But I do think uh, as part of the passing game and just in terms of pure volume as the Seahawks averaged basically 25 running back touches per game, Volume should get Charbonnet there as well. He comes in at running back 24 for me, so it's a high-end flex. I will say I kind of like Zach Charbonnet anytime touchdown as a bet. They run when they get in close quite a bit, and again, with Geno less than 100%, you could see Charbonnet getting into the end zone. Other side of the ball, very quickly, look, you're starting all your obvious guys. You're starting McCaffrey. You're starting Kittle. um, You're starting Brandon Ayuk. I just want to mention two quick things. I have Brock Purdy at QB7. Again, probably the highest I've had him all season as well. He's His last four games, he's averaging 316 passing yards per game. He's just been absolutely on fire since Debo came back. And speaking of Debo, this is kind of a gut call because, like, he hasn't been great. He hasn't been Debo-like with all the other guys out there crushing. But for whatever reason, he just always seems to kill Seattle, uh, including the playoffs. In his last three games against the Seahawks, he's averaging 140 yards from scrimmage. I feel like they need to get Debo going. Front of the podcast, Debo Samuel as well. So, again, a little bit of a gut call here, but I'm at wide receiver 19 because the target share hasn't been there, but I just I feel like this is a game where they try to get Debo going. That'll do it for What's on Tap, presented by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy Thanksgiving edition. Get your weekdays started with Bet the Edge. Join Jay and yes. Drew Dinzik oh, as they yeah. tackle <laughs> the biggest games from every angle in the NFL, NBA, and more. So whether you're targeting spreads and totals, looking for value in futures markets, or circling player props, Jay and Drew have you covered with new episodes. Look at every that headshot. Yes. If you're Mrs. Croucher, Eastern. how are you turning that down? Release Take the hound. Release the hound. Release the hound. Come on, honey. Play that promo for your family on Thanksgiving, Matthew. Yes. Absolutely. Thank God the kids oh, don't watch. I'll the show. ask my wife to release the hounds. <laughs> All right, Make we're no going to break over back. Pick up lines. Coming up next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VERY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. It's that time of the week. Jay and I got pickup lines for Matthew, a little holiday edition. Jay, we'll start with you. Okay, well, I'm going with Jordan Love, over 228 and a half passing yards. Matthew is averaging mm-hmm. 267. His past four, you noted this, he's had at least 40 pass attempts in three of his last four games. He has turned the corner as a player. He's an explosive deep ball thrower as well. That is where Detroit gets burned. Not sure if you saw Devontae Adams get open against them in that Monday night football game. And Jordan Love, every single game this year, bar one, he's had at least one 30-yard completion. So I think he throws the ball deep. I think he throws the ball often as a seven and a half point dog, and he goes for at least 229 passing yards. Matthew, I'm looking at the like same it. game, but I kind of cheated here because I went with your ride or die, Amon Ross St. Brown, oh, and man, I'm, I'm not looking at the receiving yards total because wow. that's too easy. Let's buy it up. The alternate of 90-plus is at plus 115, plus money. Amon Ross has gone over 100 yards in six games this year. 
Green Bay is very vulnerable in the middle of the field with Joe Barry's defense. Amon Ra is going to carve them up right between the numbers. Unbelievable. I like, I like both those bets. I also, plus money at least. <laughs> I, I like Jameer Gibbs. I said this earlier. I like Jameer Gibbs over in the receiving prop. 27 and a half. He's hit, he's hit that number in four straight, including all the games in which Montgomery's been active here as well. I like both of these as well. You would have had me if you said release the hounds. <laughs> but, uh, which is he's going, you can't go to the fantasy ride or die. What's your next, I... next pickup line going to be? FantasyLife.com, please. <laughs> unbelievable. I might wear a shirt listen, next week of Lions time. He's, he's trying to get me home. I <laughs> yeah. get that. And so, yeah, listen, it doesn't hurt to suck up every once in a while. Like, exactly. I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's on I'm on Ross St. Brown at plus money. I like the bet as well. I'm going with Connor on this so one. I do game. like both bets. I do think yours hits as well. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, I, I choose Connor. Okay. That's I choose fun. Connor. But, like, listen. That's fine. I'll be able to keep the hounds very much behind the closed no, gated no, doors. It's fine. You know, like, just keep your phone on. Like, yeah. when I'm, you know, yeah. when, okay. I'm, when I'm done, if I'll be like, more, you up? What's hounds? going on? Yeah. 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 If you yeah. need additional hounds. Are there hounds? more hounds that have been yeah. released? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just that needs more of that. Hey, real talk for one second. I just want to take one moment here. Just uh, in the closing moments to say, legitimately, I am so thankful. I am thankful to both of you. I am thankful to everyone in the Happy Hour staff that do such a great job, that let us have this nonsense. And thank you to everyone that watches, that found us and came over from ESPN and followed me here or have just discovered the show. Fans of Jay and Connor and Lawrence as well. Much love. Have a happy and safe holiday. Peace out. Turns out we're not done yet. Since we're in the holiday spirit, why not give you a bonus segment of more bets? Here's an early line alert for Dolphins Jets on Black Friday and other notable matchups on Sunday. Jay, what do you like starting with that Black Friday game? So I like your New York Jets, Connor, under 14 and a half points. That line feels 14 points too high. Uh, Tim Boyle in his career, he has three touchdown passes, nine interceptions, 5.1 yards per attempt. None of those are very good. Now he goes up against the Dolphins defense with Jalen Ramsey back. I think might kind of finish the season as an elite defense. With that pass rush, Ramsey's completely changed their defensive outlook. And now Vic Fanshu gets this time to prepare for Tim Boyle. I think the Jets are in trouble. and I don't think they get to 15. Yeah, Matthew, what are you? I, I like that bet quite a bit, by the Me way. Too. Over the last month, the Miami Dolphins are the fourth best scoring defense in the NFL. Uh, Boyle is bad. I don't think people <laughs> realize just how bad. He's Tim, who people think Nathan Peterman is. Right. That's right. Yeah, that, sure. that, that, that's exactly right. I mean, I, just to your point about like how many interceptions. Just for the there's a there's a bet for the game. Uh, over two and a half turnovers for the game in a total, which I, I kind of really like that one. But my best bet, I'm going under longest completion for Tim Boyle, 29 and a half. Yeah, that's in high. his entire career, in his entire career, he's completed a pass for 30 yards or more twice. He's only got two completions of 30 yards or more in his entire career. He hasn't played that much, but still, I think he's going to be under pressure. I think there's a chance he gets benched at halftime. And when he is out there, if you look at like his yards per attempt in college or the few games he's played, he is a check-down machine, That's Connor Rogers. So give me the under on 29.5. The only way he gets there is if Brees Hall catches one and runs for 28 yards. Like he did against the Giants. You need a, a miracle play, basically. But I think that I think the Dolphins will be aware of that. Right. Nick Fangio, one of the best. He brings a lot of pressure. I think they'll be looking for that. But I do think he can capitalize on those checkdowns. Brees Hall over three and a half receptions. That's, I'll take it. Listen, no. if Tim Boyle understands anything, it's just dump the ball off to Brees. We've already, already seen him do that a little bit in the very limited time he got against the Bills. This is not a very high bar for Brees to clear, and, and he's going to be a, fa- a vocal point of a struggling passing attack. Let's yep. move over to Sunday, though, Jay. What are you looking ahead to on that day? So my favorite line of all these games is Buffalo plus three and a half at Philadelphia. I think I'm very concerned about Jalen Hurts and just the way he looked. He should have looked better coming off the bye with that extra week, but he looked worse than he did against Dallas the game prior. So he just looks statuesque in the pocket, doesn't have his quickness, still wearing the knee brace. Now he only, after that game, which was so physical, so intense, he only gets six days, and now Josh Allen is coming into town. Allen, I think, really turned things around against the Jets. That offense looks explosive. Now they go up against a leaky Eagles pass defense. Here's the other thing. Eagles can't keep getting away with this. They cannot keep getting away with this. They should have lost to Dallas from first and five of the six. They should have lost to Kansas City by double digits. They should have lost to the Commanders uh, if, if, they, if they'd gone, gone for, for two. two. They yep. could have lost the second Commanders game as well. Uh, and these, they've gotten through in other games too. So I think that, uh, that it, finally the reckoning is coming and Josh Allen gets it done. Bills need this game for the playoffs. They, if they lose this, they go to 6-6. They're, six six. Yeah. They're in huge trouble. I think that they play like their season is on the line and the Eagles have a bit of a letdown after that Monday night game. I like that call quite a bit. I like that bet. I was shocked when I saw this line, but the Steelers 
Bengals game, the line is 34 and a half. And I get it. Pickets look brutal. Joe Burrow's out for the year. But they fired their offensive coordinator, the Steelers did. Matt Canada is no longer there. I do think the Steelers' offense takes a bit of a, of a leap up. Understand that over the past four weeks, the Bengals are the second-worst pass defense in the NFL. They're also a bottom-10 uh, scoring defense as well. Teams have been able to move the ball against Cincinnati. I do think they'll get a lift from not having Canada there. The offense will play better. And, yes, I get it. No, no uh, Joe Burrow, but... I thought Jake Brunning looked fine. Like, yeah. again, he, it's a long week. He's had 10 days to prepare for a Steelers defense that, by the way, is 23rd against the pass over the last four weeks. Even though Jake Brunning isn't Joe Burrow, he still has Jamar Chase. We expect to get T. Higgins back. They've got weapons on offense, Mixon and Boyd as well. So 34 and a half just strikes me as way too low for two offenses that aren't great but should be competent both against, you know, defenses that you can move the ball against. Yep. What I like there, too, is that one, Steelers don't have a great rushing defense. Joe Mixon has looked really good the past few weeks. He's looked more explosive. And then secondly, with a guy like Browning, I think what is just so key there is that the Bengals have guys who can do work after the catch. He doesn't need to be throwing 40-yard bombs in perfect stride to Jamar Chase. He can just be hitting him on slant routes, and Jamar Chase can take it a long way. But uh, what do you like, Connor? This might be the saddest game of the week. Some would call it the Drake May Bowl, the Giants and the Patriots. Yeah. The Giants are three and a half point underdogs, and I get it. People will go, well, it's Tommy DeVito. We don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Patriots in this game, and New England's favored by more than a field goal in this one. And DeVito, at least they let him throw last yeah. week, and he had a couple of touchdowns. And the Giants' defense will absolutely fight against New England offense that has a lot of question marks outside of the running backs. I like the Giants to at least cover in that one. I like so, that, too. I like that, too. Fair All right. Enough. A lot of matchups on deck. We got Thanksgiving games, Black Friday game, and, of course, a Sunday slate. Enjoyed, everybody, and good luck with your bets. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation and you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.